Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Life with Lily. I am Lily, of course, and um, it's good to have you here. I'm, I'm very glad, actually. I've got my little glass of green tea next to me, and so settle down and get comfy because we're diving into mental health today. I wanted to talk about coronavirus, but I know we're all sick about hearing of that right now. So I kind of want to talk about something that, you know, people are being cooped up and have mental health issues. And so I figured I'd just talk about mine. I guess, you know, it's kind of letting people know that they're not alone, which is nice. Um, so trigger warning on this one. If you can't handle a few of these things like self-harm, eating disorder talk, uh, just things like that. You may not want to listen in on this one, but be sure to come back next week because I'll talk about something more positive. But I figured mental health is a big thing. I am a big mental health advocate, so let's dive into that. If you don't know, I have generalized anxiety disorder, which I was diagnosed with in high school, I think my sophomore year or so. I have depression. It comes in waves though. It's not, you know, all the time, but when it does hit, it's for months at a time, which is not so fun. I've got hypochondria, which is a part of anxiety. It's health anxiety, so that's kind of paired together. And then I have the O in OCD, which is obsessive stuff. So that's that. And <clears throat> we'll jump into my anxiety. So I got diagnosed, like I said, in high school, and I was on a medicine for it called Effexor XR, which is extended release, for several years. I started it in high school and ended November 2019, and I I tapered off of it, which is what you're, you should do that. It's dangerous not to, but Effexor's withdrawals were hell. My gosh, they are terrible. If you've ever been on that medicine or similar, you know how bad the withdrawals are. You get nightmares, you get um, dizzy, dizziness, you get, what is it called? Oh, brain zaps, where your brain just feels like it's zapping. It's, it's just a bad time. You're not supposed to drive or anything during that time. And I was lucky, kind of lucky, I guess, that I didn't have a job at the time, so I could come off that medicine safely. But I've had to get used to the... A brain part of it because all of the physical aspects are gone but now my anxiety is through the roof so anxiety some of the things that make me anxious it's basically a lot of things but some of the things I picked out to share with you are I cry choosing out outfits sometimes and have to lay down just to breathe like you know some people get frustrated yeah you're throwing clothes all in your room trying to find a good outfit but I stand there and cry and want to, uh, we'll get into self-harm in a minute, but I, I just have these thoughts going through my mind, like it gets so bad trying on clothes. So I just try to put something on like basketball shorts or sweatpants that I'm comfortable in so I don't have to worry about that. Um, so there's, there's that whole thing. And then traffic. Ooh, traffic stresses me out. I'm one of those people that grips my wheels. I don't white knuckle it, but I grip my wheel and I have to like, I have to stay very focused. I've got to have my music going so I can be calm kind of, and I just, I can't be distracted. Traffic stresses me out so much that I go back roads even if it takes a bit longer because I don't feel comfortable driving in traffic. Now, I can. I, I have driven in Houston traffic, Atlanta, Georgia traffic, so I'm able to do it. 
I just rather not because then I, I have this whole thing. It's not so fun. Let's see what else is good on this list. Um, so phone calls, I have to plan out phone calls, not all the time, but if I don't, I trip over my words, start kind of freaking out. And so planning out my phone calls, just bullet points of what I'm going to say, even if it's a short phone call, it helps me. It's a little overkill, I know, but whatever gets you through the day, right? Um, and then I'll remember situations from years ago and feel bad even though the situation was resolved or, you know, long time ago from elementary school even, but my mind will snowball. It'll start thinking and thinking like, what could I have done different? Did I say something wrong? It just, this happens often and um, it's part of anxiety, so... That's just a little bit of that. I actually had this huge freak out the other night. Here, I'm going to be vulnerable for just a minute with you, okay? I mean, I, I am this whole thing, but I had this really big freak out the other night. Um, I think it's an anxiety attack, not panic attack. I'm still not clear on the difference between those two, but I think it was anxiety attack. Anyways, I thought I was literally going to die because I've had headaches for about five and a half weeks straight now. I got a CT done today, so that's reassuring. Um, I'll find out about that later on in the week. But I also, I took my migraine medicine because I got a migraine and I had an abnormal heart rate. Normally when I go up my stairs, my heart rate's, you know, high 80s, 90s, and my heart rate heart rate was 59 beats per minute and that started freaking me out. So I'm laying in bed. My heart rate's 59 beats per minute. I have this migraine. And if you've ever had a migraine, sometimes you feel like you'd rather die than have to put up with it because migraines are intense. You you feel a pain like you've never felt. Like it's horrible. So I'm sitting there freaking out and I even started writing a goodbye note. I, I know that's overkill as well, but I'm telling you when you're in that state of mind, anxiety, migraine, everything going on. Like you, you don't think rationally. And I wasn't thinking rationally. I thought I was going to die. I was texting some of my close friends. I asked my sister to sleep in my room that night because I was scared that I'd start breathing weird or something and maybe she could wake me up and possibly save my life. Like it was this whole ordeal, okay? Um, <laughs> so I, my friend Hope, she told me about this, um, game called Trigon, basically just putting triangles in a hexagon. It's this really simple game. So I played it for about an hour and it calmed me down so much. Um, I was still freaked out a little bit, but I, I overcame it and that was really nice. So little simple things like games and breathing can really help you out there. And then, um, so hypochondria is a serious thing with me. I'm not, it's like on a scale, if you have a scale from one to 10, one is not that serious, 10 serious. I'm maybe like a five, six and a half ish. Um, I don't go overboard with it, but when something is wrong with me, I ask for reassurance from my family all the time. Uh, everything. I see a dot on my arm. Hey guys, is this Okay. Or I had a dot on my tongue the other night, took like 10 pictures of it, Googled it, asked my parents, like, is this okay? What is this? And it's just <laughs> little things like that, guys. It sucks sometimes because I know probably nothing is wrong, but I will find something on my body almost weekly and freak out. And I start Googling for long periods of time, which is a waste of my time. 
but I've got to Google it, which, you know, that says you have cancer or whatnot. Um, and on rare occasions, I'll go to the doctor even. In high school, I thought I had a tapeworm. Legit thought I had a tapeworm. Didn't have any symptoms of having a tapeworm, but I knew I had a tapeworm, right? And my anxiety started freaking me out. So my mom took me to the doctor and I had to do some tests. They had TMI real quick, but they had me, you know, give stool samples and they sent them off. And of course they all came back negative. So I even named my tapeworm. I named it Jimmy John. I don't know. Weird stuff, dude. I am weird. Okay. And you know, there, I've, I've thought I've had cancer. I thought I had breast cancer and asked my doctor about it. And it, it was a normal little thing. So I just, maybe something will be wrong one day and I'll be like, ha, huh, I caught it. Like I knew something was wrong, but yeah, nothing's been wrong yet. We'll see about the CT scan, but stuff may not show up on that scan. And I may just have these head headaches because I'm stressed. Who knows? And I know this is a little longer than I kind of wanted. I maybe wanted to do a five-minute one today, uh, but we're almost at the 10-minute mark. I'll cut it short soon. The last couple things I wanted to talk about were in high school, I had an eating disorder. I tried being anorexic for a while. That didn't work because, um, you know, I love food, but I was able to throw it up and I became bulimic for a while. That got me into therapy eventually, but... I would eat my food and immediately drink a huge glass of water. I'm talking like it's about three eight ounce cups. I'd drink it real fast and then go shower or, you know, act like I was using the bathroom and turn the vent on. Uh, and I, I hated myself. I hated everything about me almost, which sucks because nowadays I love myself and I'm like, man, I'm sorry you had to go through that. But it's made me who I am today, so I'm thankful for that. But man, bulimia sucked. <sighs> Let me tell you, I hated throwing up, but I did it for about maybe one to three months. I'm not sure on the time on that because it's been seven or eight years now. But like I said, my parents found out I was also self-harming at the time um, a lot. Like, I've got scars <laughs> everywhere. Um, you know, hips, breasts, stomach, foot, uh, like top of my scalp, just ugh, everywhere. And, um, it's kind of hard to talk about, <laughs> but it needs to be talked about because people self-harm in places you can't see. That's the, some people it's a cry for help or something if it's on their arms and stuff, but most of the people that self-harm, oh, I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on that, please. But a lot of the people I knew that self-harm, like, you do it in places you can hide because you hate yourself so much. You're taking it out on yourself. It feels good. It's this addicting thing because you get temporary relief, um, and that's how addictions are. So, long story short, um, I, I was fed up with how I was living, and I talked to my parents. I wrote them a note. And I put it on their bed because I'm not good with confrontation. And this was a big thing, you know, to tell your parents. But I knew I needed help. So I reached out to them, wrote them a note. They got me into counseling. And, I mean, it's been a rocky road since then. You know, n healing is not linear whatsoever. But <laughs> therapy helped me a lot. It helped me get some coping mechanisms, which are very important. I'll try to make another uh 
whatchamacallit podcast on that one day. Um, but anyways, coping mechanisms are very helpful. Therapy is very helpful. Just doing things you love. Um, I've slipped up a few times. Like I said, self-harm is an addiction. So over the last few years, I slipped up a couple times, which adults do slip up. That's a misconception. People think it think sorry. People think it's just a kid thing, but adults even in their 50s, 40s, 50s still self-harm. Like that it is it's a thing. It's that you get relapse thoughts all the time. Um like if you pass a cigarette, you know, and you're an old smoker but you don't anymore, you want to probably take a hit of that cigarette because you know, it either smells good or takes you back. I don't know. Things like that. And so when you're getting stressed out or depressed, those thoughts start running back. Like you got temporary relief before. It felt good, which is, I know, confusing to understand if you haven't been through it. But anyways, I'm journeying on. I just want to let you know that if if you're going through anything, mental health issues, anything, like you're not alone, dude. People out there, lots of us are. You can reach out to me at any time. Um, my Instagram if or Twitter, I'll give you both just in case you ever need to talk to someone. But my Instagram is Lily Maria, L-I-L-Y-Y-M-A-R-I-A-A. And my Twitter is Lily's Logic, L-I-L-Y-S-L-O-G-I-C. And I am here for your dude because people, connections are the biggest thing in life to me. Like, it, my dogs just got out. I am so sorry. We had the dog door up. Anyways, um, I am here for you. Please do not struggle alone. I know it's hard to reach out and I try to reach out to as many people as I can, but I, I know I'm probably missing a few of you. And so please, please, please talk to me if you need it. Um, I'm going to cut this short because I need to get on with some of the stuff I need to get done today, but thank you for tuning in. I know it was kind of a hard topic to hear about, um, but speaking out is important and I, I have a voice, even if just a few people listen, even if it only helps one person, I have a voice and I want to use it and I really appreciate it. So anyways, have a lovely day. And if you can't have a lovely day, I hope it's at least an okay day. Do something for yourself today, whether it's a five minute to an hour activity, whatever it is, just be kind to yourself. Love yourself. I think you hear my dog barking and I'm a deuce out of here. Bye you guys.